0: Good morning and welcome to a special Snow Day edition of Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright coming to you live from our studios in St. Louis, Missouri. It's good to be with you on this morning's episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. It is 7 a.m. There is snow on the ground. There is snow on the rooftops. There is snow still falling. I think there's a little snow in my hair and on my jacket still, but, you know, that's okay. Let's begin our morning together here In prayer, we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, For the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, it is a beautiful day. The kids are so excited. They might get to go sledding later today. They don't have to go to school. And yet, and yet, throughout all of that, we are all called to grow in holiness today, so that's why we're still here. So, whether it's roadmap to heaven today, or sled route to heaven, or uh, whatever, skis to heaven, dog sled to heaven, we're, we're going to try and be holy today. And, oh, you know, God willing, we're going to succeed because He's ready to give us that grace we need. On the show today, we're going to be talking with Steve Wood. We've been talking about the importance of worldview. For our youth and young adults and quite honestly for ourselves and we're going to start diving into those seven questions that he has for us and then we're also going to hear about the upcoming 40 days for life friends we are exactly four weeks away from ash Wednesday today don't look at the calendar four weeks away if I have my math right yeah. Four weeks away, and that is how it goes. So uh, we're going to be talking about 40 Days for Life. We also have some remarks for you to share throughout the hour as well, uh, such as the daily dose of encouragement for our radio listeners. We have a few other things for you. Uh, We'll be continuing our common pitfalls on Catholic parenting, and we're going to be talking about the Three Hail Mary devotion today. So all of that and more on Roadmap to Heaven this morning. But before we can get to any of that, I'm sure a lot of you are asking, what does the weather have in store for us today i mean what is going Has the forecast changed i don't know but you know who does mike roberts so let's go to him now
1: today is the memorial of the conversion of saint paul It is the greatest conversion of all time. When St. Stephen the martyr is being stoned to death, it is the Jewish leader Saul who orchestrates and supervises his execution as attackers lay their cloaks at Saul's feet before killing Stephen. Brilliant, loyal, and viciously dedicated to the task of wiping out the remnants of the movement Jesus started referred to as the Way, Saul has no problem with violence as a means to end Christianity. And Jesus, apostles and disciples have every reason to fear him. Today, in Acts, we hear from Paul himself. I am a Jew, born in Tarsus, educated strictly in your ancestral law and zealous for God. I persecuted this way to death, binding both men and women, delivering them to prison and set out for Damascus to bring back to Jerusalem in chains for punishment those there as well. That journey, of course, will be the turning point, not just for Saul, but for millions of Christians down through the centuries who will come to know Christ through his conversion. On that journey, as I drew near to Damascus at about noon, a great light from the sky suddenly shone around me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul. Why are you persecuting me? I replied, Who are you, sir? And he said to me, I am Jesus, the Nazarene, whom you are persecuting. I asked, What shall I do, sir? The Lord answered me, Get up and go to Damascus. Meanwhile, the Lord also appears to Ananias and tells him to go lay his hands on Saul and heal him. Overcoming his fear, which he expresses to the Lord, he does this. Saul, my brother, the Lord has sent me, Jesus, who appeared to you, that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He changed his name to Paul, gained the trust of Jesus' apostles and disciples, and began an epic evangelization traveling 10,000 miles and writing nearly half of the books in the New Testament. And his evangelization continues to this day. Saint Paul, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
2: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts
0: cat quiz for you today. Earlier on the show, I mentioned that my children were telling me that when you intercede or when you, when you pray for a snow day, you have to also put your pajamas on inside out and backwards when you go to bed, as well as sleep with a spoon under your pillow and a white crayon on the windowsill. Um, now, I might call that a little suspect, but who are three saints you can pray through their intercession to ask for that snow day? Three saints, and there are probably more, but I'm going to give you three today. First, one of my favorites, the Blessed Mother, under her title Our Lady of the Snows, on August 5th in Rome, which if you've ever been through a Midwest summer here with the heat and the humidity, it's pretty much the same thing in Rome. August 5th in the year 358 AD, she revealed that she wanted a church to be built on a particular hill, and she made it snow on that hill. It'd be just as miraculous as snow on Art Hill here in St. Louis on August 5th as well. Our Lady of the Snows, that's where the Basilica of St. Mary Major is. St. Dimitar is revered among the people of Bulgaria, according to littlesaintadventures.com slash snow-day. St. Saint Dimitar is revered among the people of Bulgaria and believed to be the twin brother of St. George. Folklore tradition says that at midnight on his feast day, October 26th, the sky opens and the snow falls, marking the first day of the winter season. And finally, this is also from littlesaintadventures.com slash snow-day. St. Saint Eulalia of Merida, this young saint was tormented by persecutors. Well, the emperor, Diocletian, and eventually became a martyr for the faith as she lay suffering from the burning fire and hot coals. It is said that her body was cast out into the street and that miraculously her body was covered with a blanket of snow. Um, And then when she was buried that a blanket of snow covered her gravesite. And uh, some have likened that to the white funeral pall that's placed over the casket in a funeral today, reminding us of our baptismal garment. Now, for you parents out there saying, I really don't want another snow day, St. Sebald or Sebald, many miracles are attributed to this hermit saint. And one of my favorites is that he was traveling through the winter countryside and there were no sticks with which to build a fire. So he started snapping the icicles off of the tree branches, and he used those to build a fire miraculously. So, uh, parents, if you're praying, no snow day tomorrow. Maybe go through his intercession. So,
1: four saints for you there. Prayer for daily neglects. Eternal Father, I offer thee the sacred heart of Jesus with all its love, all its sufferings, and all its merits. First, to expiate all the sins I have committed this day and during all my life. Second, to purify the good I have done poorly this day and during all my life. Third, to supply for the good I ought to have done and that I have neglected this day and all my life. Amen. Well, last time
0: we were joined by Steve Wood, we were talking about why it is so important to convey a Catholic worldview to our youth and how it helps in their formation. And Steve, I love the analogy you used. It's like putting on glasses with the wrong lenses. It doesn't do us any good to have the wrong lenses in our glasses. And rather than go one or two or three or four, you actually have seven things for us to consider today as we uh, form our worldview. And we're going to be looking at these over several segments together. Uh, So number one, Great to have you back with us. And number two, what questions are we going to tackle today?
2: Well, let's start with the first one. Is The first question is, where do I come from? That's what's my origin. Question two is, where am I going? What happens after I die? Because this life isn't the end of our existence. And number three, why am I here? What's the meaning and purpose of my life? Now, we're not going to get through all these three, but this This is where it begins. Just a very interesting tidbit here. George Barna, who is the famous pollster, I don't know if you were Barna Research is no longer led by him. He retired and sold Barna Research. He's now involved in an evangelical university out west that has its very central, specific purpose to teach worldview. He came through his polling to see that moral behavior of youth is more influenced by worldview than by Christian doctrinal beliefs. Now, you know me. I'm not saying don't teach doctrine to our kids. I think they need more of it. But if they don't have the worldview as that foundation, or as we mentioned, the, the lenses that they're looking through, the doctrinal instruction, the moral instruction is not going to work. They have to have the correct lenses. They're viewing everything through certain lenses. So um, the first question is, where do I come from? And this one is actually going to be, um, what shall I say? I'm going to advocate a little different way to approach this because it's absolutely foundational for a worldview, this first question. In other words, what's my origin? And specifically, in the modern world, there's two options. I came here as a result of random chance of Darwinian evolution, or I'm a special creation of God, and one of those two. Now, back in—I don't know when it began, because I wasn't Catholic back then, but I would say in the 50s, early 60s, It became very popular for Catholics in an attempt to deal with the whole origins debate to simply say there's no conflict between faith and science, and that is true. There's no conflict between faith and genuine science. But they just said that theistic evolution, in other words, God was involved in evolution, and really what has happened, and I've seen this my own children who've gone to some of the top Catholic colleges, and universities, and such. Theistic evolution is simply evolution with an adjective on front of it, and young people today aren't buying it. That's just the bottom line. If you're depending on just saying there's no conflict and it's theistic evolution, it just boils down to evolution, which is random chance, and there's no design. If there's an intentional design to the way I'm made, then you take that as your your clue, your your pair of lenses, and you see that there's a purpose for this. There's a design to my individual life, the design the way I'm made, there's a design to the way we're supposed to function in the world so that we don't run against our design and hurt ourselves. And again, I strongly suggest for parents to look seriously, into the intelligent design movement. And there's a lot of just tremendous resources uh, they can get to help them answer questions regarding how they got here. There's a website called the Discovery Institute, and they have intelligent design resources for parents. It's a free PDF. Then there's another man by the name of Douglas Axe, a x e and he has a bunch of youtubes his whole thing is intuition like if you're walking through the woods and admiring everything and then all of a sudden you look down and you see a apple watch that somebody dropped well you would pick that up and look at it and you would think no this just didn't happen Somebody actually designed this. And in other words, you use your intuition to see that, you know, very complicated systems and everything just don't pop up. They had to be designed. And who is the designer And using that to work your way back to God? And anybody who is uh, a parent of a high school senior or a college student, I can't recommend highly enough Stephen Meyer. Very intelligent guy, but he's young and can get across very accurately to young people about why God created the world from a very scientific viewpoint. So you can get Stephen Meyer's DVD series. Um, it's still streamed. Uh, order some pizzas, bring your friends in, and I think it's about six sessions in that, 30-minute sessions, and I think it would make a world of difference That young people could see, I'm just not a product of chance, but a very specific design. I have a creator, and obviously to thrive, I want to live in the way that he made me. And also it gets back to those hard apologetics questions, because really what's on the minds of young people are what's called today cultural apologetics. They're into cultural apologetics. That's where their war is. And knowing where they came from in a very scientific manner, intelligent design will give them both answers to their apologetics questions, and it will give them the foundation to answer their friends and beginning the first step in a worldview. I
0: think this is a great question to start with, where do I come from in looking at this from what you've proposed today, Steve, is absolutely essential, that, you know, especially when we think about this, we're created for a purpose, and God has something very specific behind that. Uh, So asking, where did I come from, really is going to help us with the next question we're going to address when, when we get together next time, and that's, where am I going Uh, So, Steve Wood, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today to talk about this very important question, and I look forward to continuing the
1: conversation.
2: Thank you, Adam, and I look forward to being with you and your listeners in the future.
1: A prayer for greater love of Jesus. O my Jesus, thou knowest well that I love thee, but I do not love thee enough. O grant that I may love thee more. O love that burnest ever and never failest, My God, thou who art charity itself, enkindle in my heart that divine fire which consumes the saints and transforms them into thee. Amen. May the sacred heart of Jesus be loved in every place.
0: We are halfway through the week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, and this week we're talking about St. Francis de Sales. Here with a new insight for us is Patty Schneier.
3: Well, we're just going to look at some of the beautiful prayers from St. Francis de Sales that we can make our own. And yesterday, it was his act of abandonment about carrying our cross. Today, the prayer from St. Francis de Sales is called, Be at Peace. And this is one of my favorites from him. Here's what... The prayer says, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Francis de Sales teaches us, do not look forward in fear to the changes in life. Right there, that sentence stops me dead in my track. Do not look forward in fear to the changes in life. Rather, look to them with full hope that as they arise, God, whose very own you are, Will lead you safely through all things. And when you cannot stand it, God will carry you in his arms. Do not fear what may happen tomorrow. The same understanding Father who cares for you today will take care of you then and every day. He will either shield you from suffering or will give you unfailing strength to bear it. Be at peace. And put aside all anxious thoughts and imaginations. That prayer or his word of encouragement, really, it's really his words of encouragement to us, is so uh, challenging, but yet so beautiful. Just letting us know that we can be at peace, that God, who's taking care of us today, is going to take care of us tomorrow and every day of our lives. We can be at peace. And we do not need to have any anxious thoughts or imaginations. A lot of time, it's our imagination that is out of control that goes haywire. And he knew that back in the 1500s. Think about how we need those words today. So be at peace. Be at peace. Look this up. Just look up St. Francis de Sales. Be at peace. Maybe download it. Maybe just copy it and put this on your bathroom mirror if you need to read this every morning.
0: Well Patty, I want to thank you for this daily dose of encouragement that you've brought us from St. Francis de Sales. It's a wonderful one. Well, as we've been spending our time here together this morning, the sun has come up and I mean it's still going through the clouds, so it's that that wonderful gray overcast sky. The snowflakes are still falling the tree branches are still covered. I hope you have a moment to enjoy some of this beauty today, and I hope that you're safe today. I'll be praying for your safety throughout the day. If you do have to travel by car or travel uh, out in this weather, be sure to invoke the intercession of St. Christopher. Doesn't hurt to pray through the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel as well, and through the Blessed Mother. She, She loves you, and she wants to intercede for you each and every day. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And maybe, just maybe, I'll see you out there sledding, depending on if, if we get out there today. Who knows? Who knows? I know some good hills in the area. It's been a joy either way. Let's conclude our show together in prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Our Lady of the Snows, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Speaking of Lent being just a month away, don't forget Catholic Men for Christ is about a month away. You can go to catholicmenforchrist.org or just go to archstl.org and you can learn about Catholic Men for Christ and Catholic Women for Christ. I'm going to be with you men on February 18th, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be spending the day together growing in holiness. Until then, for Covenant Network... Well, actually, I'll be back with you tomorrow. So until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. You've been listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Tune in tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And as the Blessed Mother wants us to do each and every day, pray your rosary today.